podcast to the show. You can listen to or know. Welcome to our Ted Lasso talk, the Tedcast. Welcome, all Greyhound fans. Welcome, all you sinners from the dog track and all the AFC Richmond fans around the world. It's the Lasso way around these parts with Coach Coach and Boss. Without further ado, Coach Castleton. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We have come to the end. Well, not really the, the complete end, but we are at um, uh, the, the final episode of Season 3, Episode 11, uh, Mom City. This is Part 11. We, we, we thought... 10 would do it, and it turns out we just wanted to have a little extra time to explore uh, sort of an important scene, so we're going to give it its uh, its due. I am uh, your host, Coach Castleton. With me, as always, is Coach Bishop. Thank you for introducing me, and fuck you for making me record 75 hours per episode. <laughs> I deserve that. Thank you, Coach. Uh, and then um, with us is our boss, Emily Chambers. I have spent more time on the relationships on this TV show than I have spent on actual relationships in my life <laughs> with people I know for real. I know that for we're sure. on a, a episode sure. t- 12 or whatever of this one. I just need everybody to know that I know too. Yeah, no, this is a, this is a big one. Um, and and uh, yeah, no, episode 12. This is episode, let's see, this is part 11. And then we'll be on episode 12 after this. So we're going to, I think if we can manage to finish today, we are going to be we're going to be in the final episode, which I, I think we've that's that's pretty daunting. But um, let's see. Let's see if we can get through the final four minutes or whatever we have of screen time for this episode. God help us. Jesus. All right, boss, take it away. We have Ted walking in the door. And what is happening as Ted walks in here? Uh, Dottie's cooking because of course she is because she figured out all of the knobs and dials on the stove uh, despite Ted not being able to do anything besides getting beer to come over and fix it Uh, she's in the kitchen cooking and as Ted walks in uh, she says congratulations on your big win Uh, I don't know if you'd be in the mood for meatloaf or lasagna so I made both and he says, Mom, what's wrong? Why are you here? And she says, what do you mean? He says, I mean, if you got something you need to say to me, I'd appreciate it if you just went ahead and said it. She said, oh, stop. I just want to spend my last night in London with my son and make sure everything's all right. And he says, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Well, thank you for cooking dinner, both of them. And she says, you're welcome. And he says, and fuck you for not wanting to talk. She says, excuse me? And he says, thank you for flying all the way here to come see me. And fuck you for not telling me you're coming. Thank you for all the small, silly things you did for me as a kid, you know? Like hiding notes in my lunchbox or putting googly eyes on the fruit in the supermarket just to make me laugh. And fuck you for not working on yourself or seeking help after we lost dad. And for not talking to me about it either. Just glossing over the whole thing and acting like everything was all right. And she says, I'm sorry. She says, I didn't know what to do, Ted, so I pretended it was okay. And of course, we've got the truck backing up. In the yeah, background. which adds to the whole flavor that. of mm-hmm. the, Yeah, no, that's fine. That's exactly the uh, emotion. Yeah, you have the backing up truck kind of vibe. <laughs> He's backing up a, a whole truck full of whoop ass. A whole truckload of thank yous and fuck yous. There you go. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 
uh, what do we make of this so far? Is like, uh, I, I was, so I was like, things. oh man, I, like, right, right. I've said like my relationship to my mom is has some similarities, um, but she wouldn't go for this. So I was like, oh, this, this is a Midwestern thing. Like, it's not a European. Like, well, like uh, it's yeah. like the, the great European narcissist uh, that that breed of sparrow uh, would not cotton to but, any fu's. That was that would that would just be like a deal deal like. Well, deal. well but I also think... she wouldn't go to the thank yous either. So it wouldn't it? it not, you know, it's an, it's really interesting. I'm like, okay, this is a it, this has that. I was like, oh, is this like the end of Goodwill Hunting, or is this like the it's not your fault kind of thing? Like this, and this is his version of this is how the nomenclature that he uses to sort of address it because he is so there's such a disparity and there's these are disparate elements of his psyche that he's like, got it. It's only, he can only handle thank you and fuck you because there's nothing in the middle. No, no. I think though that having them both is the middle. I think this is the synthesis, the synthesis, right? Like, it's it's remembering the story about the book and saying, hey, I was a 16-year-old kid and you abandoned me. That's the experience I had, right? But he couldn't do both until he did the work that allowed him to do both. And I think he could have just as easily, and I think in a, in a less well-written show, he could come in and go, mom, well, I have something I need to talk to you about when dad died, da 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 da, and blah blah blah, and and he'd be totally in the right, and I'm sure they could have written a good scene. But I think managing to say, "I know you worked to keep a smile on my face, drawing googly eyes on fruit," but I, that wasn't all I needed. So I, I think the thank you is genuine and I don't think it's split. I think it's actually him doing what we've been learning, what he's been saying he wants the, the universe to do and the world to do. Like, don't judge, you know, like all the good, all the bad, judge it all. And he said that in several different ways. I feel like even in this moment of confrontation, he is granting that to his mother. It, so I, I think... I understand this is another one of those scenes where I understand what they were going for and I don't hate it. It doesn't make me angry. Um, I will say that this felt like <laughs> it doesn't make me, doesn't make me. Now angry. I'll say this. I was not saying I was not um, homicidal. Specifically <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. After, I wasn't. It's just damned with faint praise boss. I, really? I wasn't chucking my laptop <laughs> out the window after I watched this. Um, no, I, it, so again, it, in terms of trying to put the entire series in perspective, is this Ted fully resolving all of his maladaptive coping mechanisms that he still employs mm. due to his dad's death by suicide? Mm. No, because he never got there. Because we don't see Ted get to a place where he's actually unearthed all of the issues related to his dad's death and deal with them. We are seeing him start to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. maybe telling Dr. Sharon what happened with his dad was as much as we are going to get him get to see him doing in this series. This is not what I would qualify as a functional relationship as it stands between Ted and his mom. This is not, they are fixing everything here. Oh, no. He is, starting to tell her some of the things that he was upset about. Yeah. Um, 
What I would say from my own experience is that I think what is a better angle to come at it from is you think to yourself, well, fuck my parent for doing this, but thank, thank you for doing this part. Like even my own dad, fuck you for killing yourself. That was fucking bullshit. You had four young children. What the fuck were you thinking? But also I have a lifelong love of movies and music and all sorts of other shit that he helped instill in me. So thank you for telling me about Robbie Robertson because I wouldn't have fucking known otherwise. Hey, thanks for that. So like, and then I think using those things are supposed to be sort of a tool to understand my parent was a person, a person who was dealing with all of their own shit that they probably didn't get help from their parents on. And so I'm going to extend them as much forgiveness and grace and everything else to appreciate they did the best that they could. Probably it sucked half the time, but they did what they could. And I am not going to carry the resentment or the anger or anything else because they couldn't do better. I'm going to understand that they met me where they could, and I'm going to try to meet them there. I, yes, to everything you just said. And interestingly, and it's part of my reaction to what, what coach said uh, about, you know, his old Bob and how this might go or not go, or if a pan would be thrown or whatever would happen. Um, not the not the best pan. No, just the shit. Not gonna waste a good <laughs> pan on that on that melon. Um, but but I think he had to break it. And it's funny that you said the Midwest thing, Coach, because actually I think this was the opposite of that. And I think interestingly, and whether they had this part planned out or not, I'm not sure. Or they got here and realized the key to it was this. But to have a guy who naturally says fudge. Mm-hmm. Right. When like everyone I know over the age of nine would say fuck. Um, yeah. To and ha- eight when they're cool. Right. And then to have that person say to their mother, who we know, you know, Ted's a good boy, if nothing else. Fuck you. I think is I, I, I well, I'll say first for me. This scene is the climax of the series. Mm-hmm. This is the okay. climax of the series. Oh my god! Wow, that's a big. That's a. This is the moment, huh? This is it. This is Ted. Did you happen to see earlier in this uh, in the same uh, show episode I did. Uh, when Jamie Tart? Uh, got a uh, a goal to win and I, beat, uh, I saw it I loved but it humongous humongous no really and I get you and I see what you're saying but Ted for all his I can't say this and the Oakley Dokleys and you're you know Jamie you're a lot grandmother you're the hopper he's always, always pushing the wrong buttons like he just like yeah kill all that fucking noise and what you telling her say what she mean motherfucker say what you mean right and then he did and but I think he had where... to break what they had for them to ever have something better because what they had what they had was flawed in a way that made him want to punch the wall every time she opened her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like repairing an old house. People yes. are like, just dude, just tear it down. I have an old lake house and I'm always repairing and there's not a right angle in it. 
thanks <laughs> thanks to whoever built it a hundred years ago. You know, and you right, go, right, right, right. God damn it. Like just can we just get it right in? You know, so it's hard to to make order out of chaos. But okay, so I have trouble with this scene, but but it's because if boss is smiling, it's not because I don't buy it or I don't it doesn't resonate with me. It really does. But it's like, oh, this whole thing has been about the lasso way until there's trauma or, or whatever. That's like oh, whatever happened to like be curious and not judgmental. This is like judgment. This is the definite. Oh. He is he is giving a this is him judging. It's no, him saying, I disagree. I Okay. I like yeah, no, no. deeply okay, yeah. disagree, right. but I want to hear why you think it's judgmental. But that's no, no, not it's, at like all a, it's literally a value judgment. Thank you for this. Fuck you for this. Thank you for that. that in order to get there, you have to make a judgment. That's it. You're making a distinction. But right? it's literally I'm not making the a word. judgment in terms. I'm not making a judgment on who you are or whether you're good or bad. And I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. What I, I'm I judging is, well, hold on. But what I'm judging is having done the work. This is the impact of the choices you made. And this is how I feel about the impact of the choices you made. But it's still, okay, let me, can I, all right, how about, about, let me, let me give you uh, uh, an example. Um, You know, mom, I've been, I've been doing a lot of thinking and I, I owe owe you a a real vote of thank you for, you remember when you used to put them googly eyes on, on the, on the, uh, on the gourds over at the uh, produce (laughs) section of the local, uh, Piggly Wiggly, market, right? Right, Piggly Wiggly, uh, right? So that's that's one that you. And, but but I'm curious, you know, when Dad died, I felt like really left out, and and I'm just wondering, like, how come you, how come you never, uh, whatever? That that seems like the curious approach, and the you know what, uh, I got a couple opposing issues. I got two big cauldrons. One cauldron is named Thank You. And over here, this called a name. It's almost like uh, love and hate from uh, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Ra- Ra- Radio Raheem. You know, it's like you go, you go. <sighs> this is the thank you pot. This is the fuck you pot. I feel them equally, and they're both like they're both coming for you. Like, and, and because I have in my mind made a distinction. Like, it's like when you uh, see a pharmacist put that thing down to count pills right. and like, drag them one way or the other. I, I hear you, but I guess I'm not sure that the lasso way, and maybe this is, this is, it's funny that I said, I feel like this scene is, you know, for me, this scene was the climax of the series. And maybe in some ways it, it, it brings us to um, some of the core debates we've been having along the way around like, well, what is exactly is lasso way? And is, well, was that lasso way? Or is that yes. lasso way? And, and, and is there a what, lasso way, in fact? Once, right, which we could also it shifts. Right, right, because the last way may very well be when we finally sort of add it all up. It may migrate in the same way Higgins's gag reflex migrates. Like it's, it may be like, oh, when you're in the first year, when you're in the Wichita State Shockers, here's the lasso way for a new team. Once you start make, breaking through, the lasso way looks like this. You know, I don't know, I don't know, but but, but I, I know, think, like, I if think- this is the. Yeah, I go ahead, think go ahead. total football is the lasso way. I think the lasso way is like total living, right? So like you, if you're Jamie, you could be one of the great strikers in the Premier League, but the play you will forever be remembered for in Manchester and Richmond 
and maybe far beyond that, certainly in Ted Lasso-dom of all of us who watch the show, is making a save. It's like the polar opposite of the thing, but it was the thing that needed to be done at that moment. So I, so for me, some of the ways in which it's been like, oh, but that's not in, that's out, that's it. I said, to me, it's more, it's a way of being. It's not about you have to do A, B, or C. Was it the lasso way for Ted to say, oh, that's great. You're going on a date with uh, Jane, huh? Okay, you crazy kids. Or was it the lasso way for Higgins to persist and and say, I need you to ask yourself this question. I would say both are. I would say... Oh, it's not convenient. That's not Ted's move, but that all is the way. Higgins' move. Right, and we're accepting of everybody. I mean, what is the la- how does the lasso way uh, sort of manifest itself in this moment? With Ted and his mom. What do you see about the last? I think way here? I think this feels like a departure from the last way. To me. Well, I think Ted needs to shed his good boyness. He had some shit he wanted to say when he was sixteen years old and decided not to go to his father's funeral after the man, com- you know, I shouldn't say committed. I don't know if he had it to say. I know he had it to feel, and he might not have had the words for it. Sure, right? okay, but he had, established, he, like, there, he had yeah. some things that he then was holding on to, right? So Let, let's, let's some also things establish can't really be quick. said politely. Like, sometimes politeness, just toss that. Sorry, you want to establish, go ahead. No, no, really, really quickly, that yeah, even yeah. when we started the Dottie episode, we've started Dottie's arrival, she was saying things in exactly the same way he says them to the same people he says them to. Right. And he was looking at her like she had three heads. Like he was like, what are you doing? This is like humiliating. But it was it could have easily been coming out of his yeah. mouth at the same cadence in the exact same way. And then he would have found it perfect and charming and wonderful. And so in some way, you know, like he's he's even even during this episode leading up to this point, he he is an alien unto himself. Uh, in in that way, and so like sometimes when whatever when I wa- I've watched this God knows how many times now, right, and right. I'm like, okay, is he actually is this he saying this to himself or is he actually is she just the conduit to get back to him? Well, both. Boss is nodding. Oh my god, I made boss nod. Oh my god. I just did the the beard fanboying yeah. over Pep. Yeah. Uh, Pep. Yeah. Pep gave you the head nod. Um. It, it, I actually do understand both of your points. I understand where they're coming from. I think my issue with the scene is that I didn't feel Ted needed to say those things to Dottie in order to overcome them. I think that there is something conflicting about the idea of beard forgiving Nate by saying here's a story about a time that I fucked up and so I am going to extend you the same forgiveness that I was given whereas now we are seeing Ted saying this is a time you fucked up and it becoming his way of working through his own trauma is by telling his mom exactly how badly she fucked up and and by that logic someone can't fix themselves in this particular situation, namely me and my mom without <laughs> having a big thing without uh, against no, their well, mom, like whatever, or like, like it's my, my resolution 
is dependent on on this sort of thing where it's like I'm with boss where I go I guess like this had some gravitas for me this scene I thought it was like a powerful scene for Ted in this moment but I also was like but is it going to do any good and did, was it necessary like couldn't he have figured this out with Dr. Sharon and not needed like is it ever going to I don't know I, I'm like I'm like is I, this I, 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 no, I hear you I guess you know, as we de- dive into each of our, you know, histories and parents and a lot of this, there, there are two two stories, I guess, for me that come up. One is um, the time I did the absolute wrong thing. It wasn't a, it wasn't it was not a, uh, a loaf of meth, but my dad had given me money that I was supposed to distribute to my siblings. And I needed books for school. Like, that's really what I need the money for. Now, you could argue that if I hadn't spent the money I spent on alcohol, I would have had money for books, but that's not the point of the story, so stay with me. No, you needed that alcohol. When he had it. <laughs> so, yeah. so if that's your point, you shut up. <laughs> no, but he so he gives me this money, and my thought is, I'm working, blah, blah, blah. By the time, whatever, I'll have made the money back, and I will give everybody money, and it'll be fine. I'm just going to go get these motherfucking books. Of course... I'm sure you're all well ahead of me. I don't ever figure that out. I kind of just let it sort of linger there and linger there and linger there. And then I get word, hey, Orlando, there's some guy walking around campus, says he's your father, uh, walks like you. So we're thinking he's probably your father. So just so you know, your father's on campus. I'm like, wait, what? So I start to fucking panic. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh man, I'm a dead man. I dead am man a dead, walking. Exactly. Just start exactly. yelling, dead man walking. Right. And I'm like, tell me uh, which direction, and I will run the opposite the other way. way. I'm gone. I'm out of here. <laughs> Do you think they'll still take me in Harvard? Right. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, what? The wait, fuck? Did, wait, wait, wait. What? What? Oh no! What? I fucked up. Holy shit! Did you get into Harvard too? I did. You got into Harvard <laughs> and Yale. Twenty-five years later, thirty years later, we've been friends. I didn't know you picked Har- you picked Yale over Harvard. I did because you got into both. You motherfucker! I'm gonna oh, come right now. That slipped out as soon as I said. I was like, you. "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh no! My God, that's real! Yeah, you're I not did. that smart. I've met you. <laughs> you're on a podcast with us. Oh my come God! On. Look at your life. Oh Look at your God. life, Orlando. Where else did you get in that you didn't tell me? Ah, uh, Wharton. Shit. Where else did you get into? Yeah, Wharton. This guy. Tufts. This guy. Polly Prep. And then yeah, My it, was, God, it was pretty. Fuck. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's the whole. I get. Yeah, that's the whole story. But yes, I, I really did. And I yeah. That's, Wait till I tell I didn't Juliana. Mean- that I didn't you mean could have been a classmate of hers. That totally slipped out. That's so funny. I, All right. I, I'll okay. tell you that, uh, Coach, every so often Harvard publishes like an alumni book for the class where, right, the, where right, you, right. Like, write, you write like a A.R. Gurney level, you know, like uh, humble brag thing about your like, Oh, God, me and the kids were having such a great time making mm-hmm. our own cream up here in Vermont. I <laughs> work for GlaxoSmith, uh, whatever. Like, you, What do you mean? Making your own cream? No, it's not a euphemism, boss. It's like they literally are like, oh, the farm that we own, we make our butter, and then we. I'm so. No, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling these. So 
I, I don't, I, even if it's real, I just still, they do this know. thing where they write notes in about their yeah, life. Yeah. Like, cause it's like, Oh, how have you, what are you doing? And it's Where's a big class. Right. And they like do the thing where they're like, I'm, you know, I'm head of, of oncology at mass general, like blah, 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 nothing. You know, Rachel's still a real wild child. And we go to the Caymans <laughs> every year. Like, you know, it's that, it's that thing. And I, right, right. and you, and you put your spouse in and you put your kids names and things like that. And so, I looked at Juliana's thing in the last, like, it was like five years. They do it every five years or something like that. Mm. And she had, she put um, my name in as spouse. Mm. And I'm like, what's up now? Like, fuck, like, eat shit, Harvard. Like, look at whose name is in the motherfucking book. <laughs> nice. I love it. Um, anyway, love so that's it. how I beat the system. Coach. We did that's, that's all, it. it's all New- matters to me. I did not know you got into Harvard and Yale and yeah. Wharton. Yeah. And you're going to be, it's going to be, after this, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye and do the thing where we all go, hey, until next time, and then I'm coming for you. I just want you to know this. <laughs> all right, true. sorry. Oh, Let's sorry. keep so, going. So, so yeah, so Holy so, so my Let's... dad. So my dad's on campus, and so we bump into each other, and I'm fully expecting him to just blast me, right? Like I'm I'm braced, like, and I'm like, I got it coming. He's 100 percent right. I let this thing drag out. I really meant to give everybody the money. I fucked. So he tells me that, yeah, you know, he's talking to my older sister and she he's like, oh, so the money, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what money? What are you talking about? So he was like, oh, yeah, like you could have at least told me. And then. Right. So so we sat down, though, and I know this place is called the pizza house. And we sat down and we talked and we really talked. And so that's where he told me, like, hey, look, if it was that in a situation, let me know, blah, blah, blah. And I shared with him, I said, yeah, and if I'm honest, I think probably part of me felt like I had it coming anyway. Like, you spent money on defense lawyers and this and that and tuition that never got where it was supposed to go with my, and I'll say older siblings. And here I am working as a referee and a bartender and this and that to go to college. And I'm the one who struggled and you had all of that for them screwing up. And I I think I just, I, if I'm sitting here with you now, I didn't think it, but sitting here with you now, I just felt like, you know what? Screw them. They, they've gotten enough anyway. And I need these fucking books. And uh, I, I guarantee you, I did not curse. And, um, I guess maybe that's some of what I experience here. Like, obviously, we have a dramatic version of it and it's a speech and whatever. But I I do feel like I think he needed to hear that. I think he needed to, like, as much as I needed to say it, and I did apologize, I think he needed to hear that I was like, hey, man, like, that shit didn't, like, just sort of materialize from nowhere. Like, every bit of resource that went the way of that shit wasn't there for me when I needed it. And um, so I guess part of what I experienced going through this scene is him needing to tell Dottie, like, I wasn't abandoned by my father. I was abandoned by my parents. And just because one was still living here, she abandoned me too. And yeah. I think he needed to say it. And I don't think he needed to say it in a way that was to teach her a lesson or whatever. I think he just needed to say, like, that is what I experienced. That is what my life was from that point on. 
It, yeah, it actually, I, I really do understand what you're saying. Number one, beautiful story. Thank you for telling us that. I love you so yeah, much. Yeah, Jesus um, Christ, Coach. I'm going to have yeah, a fucking man. nervous breakdown over here just listening <laughs> yeah. to that. I hey, just threatened hey, you before. You and now I feel terrible. Fine. I'm glad you got into Harvard. I won't fly yeah, out and punch a little you more, A little more believable that he's getting into all the oh Ivy League schools God. now. Huh? Jesus Christ. Um, that was like, oof. I've heard a lot about so, Coach's dad over the years, too. I never, I never heard that story. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a big. That's a big deal, man. Yeah, it was yeah, and I feel like what you are addressing is the difference between needing to tell your parents something so that you can fundamentally change your relationship, either to improve it or to continue it. Like there is some yeah. shit that I had to tell. As as much as everybody on this podcast loves my mother, Kathy is hilarious and great and everything else, but. There were a lot of conflicted feelings that I had for a very long time where I was like, hey, you brought that motherfucker into our house and let him stay. You let him treat us like that. Like, hell yes. That's deep. Hell yes. I always talk about that. Make sure you're make sure you're you're pointing at the right like perpetrator. Like sometimes people are like, oh, I hate the step the stepdad. It's like, uh it, no, he was a fucking asshole. And also he was abusive to my mom. And now that I'm older and I have a better understanding of how abuse yeah. functions, yeah. like yeah. she and I are good. We are friends. We get along really well. I think she's great. But there was a very long time where I was like, you fucking let him do that shit. You, you were supposed to protect us and you fucking did not. So like there were things that I needed to make clear to her mm-hmm. in order to establish a relationship that she and I could have with me as an adult where we would be functional and good moving forward. Like there were some things I just needed her to know more than anything else. What I didn't need to do was punish her. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's what I am bumping mm-hmm. into with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a part of me that feels like if we had a follow-up episode 30 years in the future, where Henry comes to Ted and is like, fuck you for leaving. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you, fuck you for not getting your shit together before you ruined your marriage to mom. Mm-hmm. Fuck you for flying to another country for three years when you were supposed to be there taking care of me. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, hey, buddy, like, right, right, can right. you cut him some slack? Right. He was getting divorced and figuring out his life and dealing with. So I just think in this instant, what I thought about a lot actually is uh, a friend of mine whose mom is an alcoholic and she's been dealing with it for most of his, at least his entire adult life. Although uh, a lot of her life also. And she had a accident, like a bad accident, uh, fell down some stairs about 15 years ago and had stopped drinking altogether because that's a very serious wake up call. And when he found out that she had been drinking again, immediately started this huge text about how, like, how dare you do this to us, that we're your family and you cannot be doing that. And as he was revising and revising and revising and figuring out what do I really want to say to her? Like, what do I really need her to know about this right now? The text he ended up sending to her was, I'm here if you want to talk. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Wow, wow, wow. I know. Even for what, what happened to him in that process, like that, what he went through in the process of that text writing must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. 
So I understand the need to convey something to your parents so that they, you can work on a functioning relationship. I just think that presented in this way, it made it sort of feel like, I mean, she says, I didn't know what to do. Like her husband, who I'm sure had been struggling with mental health issues, if maybe not substance abuse issues Mm -hmm. had just died. And she was now a single parent raising a 16 year old boy who probably didn't want to listen to her or do what she told him to do. He was off to college in a couple of years. Like I'm not saying she did it correctly. I'm saying that I understand why being in the position that she was, she could not do it better than she did. And I wish that Ted had been able to come to that same conclusion just for his own character, not necessarily for the show, but for the good of Ted, like she did do the best that she could. There is some comfort in that. True. My God. Okay, I, so then I guess if I'm hearing this right, yeah, the takeaway the takeaway is like let's make sure we blame the right woman, right? Is that the? <laughs> I just want to make sure. I'm... Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I, I, just, well, I didn't want to get like the wrong messaging here. Okay. I mean, Ooh, yeah, no. The men men close. come back, no sort of apology needed, but Rebecca yeah. and Dottie. I just yeah. don't want to like take the patriarchy too far where anything spills. No, out, no, no, you know? no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, we just established in the last uh, episode that you know men's pain really does need to be uh, weighted. <laughs> oh. it, the society oh. would be so much better if we could just collectively come together and solve all of your boo boos. It would Yay. be so much better for everybody. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny wait, I don't even true. remember where we left off. Because it because because they're not done. We've been we've been. No, yeah, we're we, uh, okay. So yeah, where where I say? Oh, you said what do you uh, mean? No, blah, 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 why are you here? No, sorry. Uh, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. So um, talk. Excuse me. Oh, that's where we left off. At excuse me, because that was the, the the break in him, and then he picks back up. Thank you for all the the for flying all the way here to come see me, and fuck you for not telling me you were coming. Thank you for all the small, silly little things you did for me as a kid, you know, like hiding notes in my lunchbox or uh, putting googly eyes on the fruit at the supermarket just to make me laugh. And fuck you for not working on yourself or seeking help after we lost dad and for not talking to me about it either. Just glossing over the whole thing and acting like everything was all right. I'm sorry. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I didn't know what to do, Ted, so I pretended I was okay. Okay, well, thank you for the apology. And fuck you for making me think I had to pretend to. All right. Uh, I, I appreciate you sharing this all this with me. I just wish you hadn't carried it around for so long. Yeah, okay. And um, all right, and this is where a master, master manipulator turns the tables. It is like so. This one, I'm like, uh huh, I know what this is. Like, first of all, so it's like he can do his dance. He's like, da 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 you know, like whatever. He's like, tap dance. He's like, now, now he gives it to her. Now you do the tap dance. And she's like, but my tap dance will kill you. Like, my. My tap dance has an edge to it, has a blade. Uh, mm. So she's like, you know, I appreciate you sharing this with me. I wish you hadn't carried around for so long. I read that, and I, my hackles go up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so that's how I fucked up, was carrying it for well, so long. Well, I thought, yeah, it I did. think that was, I read that in what his response. Like, oh, yeah, like, like there was another option in our family, like, 
<laughs> like, what what was I gonna do? Yeah. So that that was kind of how I read him on that. But I'm with you. I, I did not. I felt like, yeah, all he could do was carry it around. Like that was that was the deal. I, I just think he is capable of this moment, and due to the fact of what how her programming is, whatever condition. I don't want to go around diagnosing everybody, although I do want everyone to have ADHD, so I feel seen. Um, we established that. Um, that, uh, yeah, her her thing is a little different. And you're right, Ted. I do have something to say to you. And to then he says, what boss? I mean, then she says, what boss? Your son misses you. And you cannot say, you cannot say, it's so weird because it's hard to, um, when you're a parent, you live with this, this thing. Like I know I always talk about how like the worst possible things, losing a child or whatever. And I had this, I was up last night or during my dreams last night, I was thinking about if you lose a child, how do you connect with their spirit after they're gone? How Because you have a daily interaction with them. And then you know what they are, you know what they smell like, you know what they do, you know their, their, how their joints work in their body, like how they walk, how they sit. Does one kid sit under with a leg under them? Does one kid throw their feet up on that? You know, they all these like mannerisms and, and there's a, a way of being around that person. And you get, you sort of have these, these elements about, about them. And then if you lose a child, God forbid, it makes me, I can't even like talk about it. Then you know, it, it doesn't always say it's like, okay, well, what do you believe about the afterlife or things like that? And I'm always like, Oh God, like I, I can't even picture a world where I would have to experience that. Like you go, whatever. So, so for me, and, and this is it's all the p- listeners and buttercups out there who have had to experience something like that. And, and uh, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult. Um, that's obviously underselling it, but I, but I, you know, uh, it's can't even imagine. So when she says your son misses you, I'm like, there's no, this is the, there's no dagger. She couldn't, she couldn't have like, it's like, it's like, it's like when Brutus gets Caesar with the final dagger, it's like, you could not have a sharper object to hurt. Well, well, yes. And I, and, and, there is, I mean, having written, right, you play with these power dynamics and scenes and like what's happening in the scene, you know, on the first level and second level. Third. So I totally am hearing what you're saying about she's pinned down. But a version of looking at this is she's pinned down. Oh, God, what do I do? OK, actually, so I guess I'll go ahead and say the thing now because that'll get the heat off me. That's one version. But I think there's also a level on which. He has thrown down a, a different kind of gauntlet. And he has said, we got to stop this shit. It's unfucking healthy Why are you here listening to Australians have sex? Stop saying it's a fucking Mother's Day trip. What is happening? And having gone through this, like, the fuck, to me, okay, maybe this was why the fuck you's landed different now that we're getting here. To me, the fuck yous were taking her by the shoulders and shaking her. It was, hey, I'm serious. We are not just fucking doing our little cute little low. That reminds me of the musical and we're going to sing the fucking song. 
hey, we got to like face the reality of our lives, man. And so I took this this piece, I experienced a little more as her saying, you know what, you're right. And this is going to be hard to say to you because I know I know of all people how hard it is going to be for you to hear it. But here you go. Your son I love that. I like that take. That's a really good take, Coach. And, and it makes a lot of sense. And so it's like a challenge accepted kind of thing. Like, okay, you know what? You're right. That's the way and I so bet, here, yeah. But did, but did she come here to, in your mind, as you're watching this, did she come to London to tell him to get I, back to his boy? Is I, that why she's here? I yes. thought so. Yes, boss says I, yes. Yeah, I, 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 yes. So actually that would also impact how you read the scene. But yes, I, I absolutely thought. And that was what she needed to say. And that was... I understand why as his mother, she know again, she knows, right? Your son misses you is not a simple message. She knows I got to go say this to my son, but oh my God, how am I going to say this to my son? So that's the big, yes. the big thing. Now, more importantly, um, did she have sex with those Australians or... I think that listening in to them is as close as she would be comfortable as a Midwestern grandmother. That is one of the most erotic moments of her life. And I chose erotic specifically for you. Thank you. I didn't like it. I didn't like it a bit. So sexy for yeah, oh, so, so, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a sexy time with a All bunch of Paul I know Hogan's. is somebody's head was at the foot of the bed. And I said, you know what? It's time for me to go mm-hmm. sleep. Good for you. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. Bless Good your for little you. heart. <laughs> um, All right. So your son is – go ahead, boss. Sorry. It went, and No, just it sort of to pick up on that, I think it, once she absolutely came here to say your son misses you, you need to come home. Two, she spent the entire trip psyching herself up to be in Richmond where she would run into Ted and then had no idea how to do this. Like however repressed Ted is, Dottie is to the nth degree of that. Like it is unbelievable. Um, having said that, I do think there's a tiny aspect of that where it was easier for her to say what she needed to say at that point than to say what he needed her to say, which is to talk more about why it was that she couldn't, she needed to protect. Like, this is, is she... It, it is important for her, but also this is a way of her being like, I can't fucking talk to you about why I needed to pretend that my husband hadn't killed himself because like, yeah. there is too much there for yeah, her. A lot. She was taking the easier way out, but she was doing what she came there to do. Yeah. Okay. That's, All right. That's um, yeah. Wow. This is the moment where Ted uh, uh, fully, fully breaks down. And yeah. um, what does he say here, coach? Uh, yeah, I know. I miss him too. It's just like I, it's like I'm scared sometimes too. Like now see, I'm not, that's not me doing a dramatic reading. This is actually, this, this hit me in the gut. All right. <sighs> to get close to that little boy. He had a, he had a reaction. He said, she says, your son missing. He, he like, there was this, I don't know. How do you describe his face in this moment? It felt it like, like he's trying to shake it off. Damn. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like he knew. Like, yeah, yeah, he knew this already. He knew this, but now, now it's been said. There's no hiding. There's no pretending. Now it's been said. Does he look at his mom with with 
Um, is there resentment in his look? Like, hmm. I, I, I thought like, I didn't think he liked to hear it out, out in the world. Like, like almost like a Pandora's box kind of moment. Like, you, you know, we know better than to say something like that out loud because now it's a, but, now it's but, out there. But he, but, and I say this kind of playfully, but in a way like sometimes we need the same thing we think everybody else needs. You, she needs to be able to say that to you, man. Like that's how we don't end up with Henry coming to cuss you out in fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, maybe yes, maybe yes, but also like what he did to her was like, hey, in retrospect, all these things in the past had an effect, and she's right. like, yeah, and you're doing it right fucking now, like, and yeah. then he cries instantly, like, yeah, it, it is, but it, it is like, <laughs> but she's like, sending them an email it's because like he's she throwing, he's throwing like like spitballs at her, and then she takes Mjolnir. And just hammers him with it, like one hit, you know, yeah. like no, I, 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 it, it I get what you're saying. Him, crushes but, him, but I, I get, and I'm not saying I'm, I know it sounds like I'm playing up the combative element of it. No, I'm no, not. no, I, I hear you, and I'm respecting the fact that, like, yes, you guys are are sure that she came here to say this. I'm, I'm not, I guess some part how I'm not as sure because I don't trust her uh, intentions as much, right, or whatever. Right. I don't know. I don't know if she knew why she came, but whatever. Let's say for argument's sake that she's here to say this. Once she says it, man, oh my god. It's almost like we definitely have never seen Ted like this. I mean this is all of it, man. Like this is he went out in the world and he tried to create and on some level did create and if I cry I'm gonna be so mad. Okay. He tried to create this <sighs> thing that he felt got snatched from him. Like when when people said to me like oh Ted Lasso reminds us of you, I feel like this part of Ted or maybe this part of me I get and I'm projecting on Ted, but I feel like this part of Ted I get. He was like, I'm gonna have a wife, I'm gonna have a son, and we're gonna have a happy house, and there's gonna be little sayings we say about when homework gets done, and we're gonna right and all the all the things. And when we see each other after a long time, it's going to be helicopters and shit, right? Yeah. Yep. And then it didn't go that way. Like he did all this motherfucking work to be the kind of father that in that picture frame thing that he had. And then his wife was like, why don't you get the fuck away from me? And he's like, all right, well, I guess I have to figure this out. And then it's, oh, actually, no, no, farther. So <laughs> then, okay, I guess we're getting a divorce. And he's away from his son, and he knows what it's like. Like, few people in the world not named Boss know, for real, what the fuck it's like to, like, right. dad is fucking gone. Like, I have shit, I have questions I want to ask, I have whatever, and dad's gone. If if mom hadn't brought that lunch, I would have been a hungry motherfucker, because dad can't bring it. And I think that's I think that's why it hits him because he knows like he knows what that particular whole feels like. And um Ted has to face that like damn, like no matter what cuz I think in that picture frame version of life, you never fuck up. In that picture frame version of life, you never do any emotional damage to your kids ever. 
ever. Like, you learned from your shitty, crappy, in May's poem parents. And you know now that, like, oh, I'm just going to do the opposite of these fucking idiots. And then I'll have a perfect family. <laughs> and you right. find out, oh, yeah, that's not how any of this works. And you are doing your own brand of fucking up. So welcome to parenthood. Yeah, I, I, I always love that, that you just need to not do whatever was done wrong not realizing that there's going to be a million things that you're not going to know how to do right. That's it. And I'm not even a parent, yeah. just like no, yeah. being an adult is fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I do think the important line here is that he says he's scared to get close to his son because I know he's going to leave. And part of that is specifically Ted's brand of people leaving me is dangerous and bad and scary. And part of that is just, you are, building a person that you are going to send away from you. Like everything you teach them is so that they do not need to be around you anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's the opposite of most relationships. Like I, I try to make people closer wow. to me when I want them. So like, this is one where you're like, I'm training you to not need me eventually. Wow. And that's, I'm not a parent and that's fucking hard. Yeah. Like, um, Hey, God, I, this might be the time that I end up crying on the podcast, but um, uh, Leroy Moore was the original saxophonist for the Dave Matthews Band. My original love. I'm sorry you've been replaced by the National, but Dave Matthews was my first bad tattoo. Um, and love he it. was in an, an, an ADT accident back in like 2007 and ended up dying. Like while the band was releasing albums and touring and like being on top of the fucking world, their saxophonist died. And they played a show a few days after he died. And Dave was talking about Leroy and how much he loved him. And he said, um, it's always easier to leave than to be left behind. So thank you all for being here with me tonight. And I think about like, I think about it way too much that he said that because I love it so mm -hmm. much. But also like just the fucking idea of everything that we don't know about death can be boiled down to it's easier to leave than to be left behind. And how often that feels like a danger to us in our daily lives. Just having somebody leave. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take it. Um, so. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, just, I'm not, I, I don't I mean, know what to do when boss is emotional. I, I can see it in their face. Yeah. I know. Oh, I mean, really I'm a pathetic beautiful. bag of emotions that oh my God. boss has to put up with all the time. It's so hard to see her struggle through that. Um, wow. Wow. Whew, yeah, that's that's heavy. That's um, I I, I coach. Think, no, I it, it, you know I know we've been doing the different characters, but I think Dottie's next line fits perfectly into our conversation. Actually, you know, you know they kind of have a little back and forth there, and then it's oh 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 all right. That that is the thing about being a parent. Sometimes you lose. And sometimes you win, but most of the time you just tie. And if there was anything we learned about Ted very early on, it's that tie he hates ties. Come on. And, and, and I, this, this line I loved because I was like, yeah, that's it. And you want so, or I want so bad to win as a parent. I want to get it right. I want to always have the right story or the right phrase or the right, just the right amount of push 
like I I I want to win and yeah, like a tie's not bad. <laughs> like a lot of times in a pair as a parent, I've had to just sort of accept that if it's a tie, take that shit and go because there'll be <laughs> losses. <laughs> And uh, so that line really, and and yeah, I thought. So now, now we know why it's right. Ted doesn't like tees and ties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I don't see it that way, but I appreciate it being framed this way on a show about a about a sports coach. I I I, I feel like the wins or losses come based on your exam self examination. That's the way I see it. But mm. but I, it's really really interesting. I, it's like sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Most of the time you just tie, based on the outcome of the child. But I'm like no, like the first, like I think it's almost always a win. Maybe that's just me cheating. Well, I'm like you know I always say like you just got to show up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like it's so it's so much easier one, not easier, but like I think like once you do that gargantuan thing of showing up, especially in this world where. There's so many distractions and so many. I was reading just today about a guy watching another father and the little girl. There was a, another father at whatever at a soccer game or something or something, some family picnic. And it was family picnic. That's what it was. A bunch of families at a picnic. The other guy has a little girl, you know, five, six, seven years old, whatever. Daddy, I want to climb that tree. Can you lift me up? He's And, the, and he watched another man say to his daughter, I don't want to get sweaty right now. And then and he wrote, Someday she'll ask you to play for the left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Someday she'll ask you to play for the last time. You will know. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know. Yeah, I didn't know my last tea party was my last tea party. Right? Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's real. And, anyway, you and, show up. And that's it. And no, show, and, but see, start, by, but, but coach, start by showing up. But coach, I don't think you're cheating at all. Actually, I think you're, and I, I really mean this because we bust each other's chops. So I want to be clear that I mean this 100%. Your parenting is total family. And you know from the rants I've done what a compliment I intend for that to be. Like, you regularly tell me things you say and do with your kids that makes me go, well, God damn, I missed that opportunity. <laughs> like, yeah. If somebody drops something, we should all jump up and go help them clean it up. Like how fucking total family is that? And, and so I would actually argue rather than it being that you cheated here, I think you get it here. I think you just said to us that you parent the way Pep said in, in that moment with Ted and the way Ted said, to Trent Krim in that restaurant, which is at the end of the day, it's not about the wins and the losses. It's about helping our children become the best versions of themselves. And I think anybody who's watched you parent, and I really mean that, like anybody who's watched you parent is like, I mean, by that standard, as a you know, NFL, like when they go to Hall of Fame, they get their gold jacket, by that standard, you 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 are a gold jacket wearing dad from where I sit. I mean, and I really mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You are he he is right. And just to serve as our treacly cutter, um, I had a parent steal a clarinet from me, and I turned out the <laughs> extremely sane and well put together person you see now. 
Your children will rule the fucking world. They are going to be great. I promise you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. It, 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 it's, it's not unlike what you suggested before, where you say you grow up a certain way. You know what I mean? Like like Ted had in his mind, like, oh, I'm going to be the dad. I'm going to have we'll have little sayings yep. and stuff like that. It's, my situation is very much very similar to that. You know, where you say, like, I, I want – and it didn't always go. I had a divorce. And a mm-hmm. terrible divorce at that. And so it did not go that way. And so it makes you like, you have to like show up even harder and show up even more. And you have to like dig down. And so that's why I don't necessarily see it as like, I guess it's a personal battle. For, you just say like, okay, do you want, can I continue to keep showing up? And, and then, then the good stuff can happen after that. It feels like that's the, that's the first step. And I know, uh, this is going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. We have so many people, you know, there's single, single parents out there. There's people going through divorce. Um, there's people uh, having all kinds. When we say divorce, there's breakups of all kinds. There's the, the amicable divorce, but it's still a challenge. You know, like, oh yeah, we did a conscious uncoupling. Great. But it's like, now you, now you're, you know, you don't have that backup in the same way. And, you know, when, when boss, when you're telling me about your mom faced with, a 16 year old boy who doesn't listen to her anymore. I'm, I'm not like, it doesn't surprise me that she would say, I need backup of a, of a man to like, in case that, you know, like to kind of enforce the law. I just think like, it's just hard. It can just be very hard. And it feels like it can, in some ways, because we're more aware of these dynamics, it can somehow makes it harder. (laughs) Like when you were here about people, Oh yeah, I'm one of 13 kids. And, Basically, mom kept spitting them out, and and uh, we just all raised each other. It's like I I am not gonna. It is so hard at some point. It, this, this this is a true story. Um, Juliana was talking to me about. Um, uh, we were talking about like uh, graduation years for the kids. You know, like it's like oh, class of this and class of that. And she told me, I don't know somehow she told me the the graduation year of our nine year old, like a high school graduation year. Or was it the college graduation? I forget, she told, whatever. I forget what it was, but she told me, okay, this is our daughter's graduation. And, and my first thought, and I said it out loud, and she was like, looked at me like I had three heads. I was like, I was like, wait, I have to live that long? And she was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, yeah. like you have to live longer than that, idiot. <laughs> like, right. You have to live yeah. Yeah. significantly long. Like, like, because yeah. I'm like, it is. So, it can be so difficult. It can be so hard just putting one foot in front of the other and doing this thing where you show up and managing all these different elements and, and the world today and what, what, how, you know, how you have to protect your kids. And, and, and sometimes it feels like everything's going wrong. Um, and anyway, I'm, I'm say, sending this out to our listeners because I know we've heard from so many buttercups and listeners alike who they're in this and, and they're fighting the good fight every single day. It can be a challenge just to roll out of bed and, 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 and keep, keep going. So, um, so yeah, uh, there's thanks, a, thanks for bringing all that up, Coach and Boss. Appreciate it. So, Boss, I'm going to share it with you because, as you know, I I, I fled from uh, I fled from X. I think before they even decided to call it X. Um, oh, and by the way, because why would I ever just say the thing I'm going to say without going down several uh, side avenues? Uh, read uh, read a story. Don't know how true this is, but that maybe this whole destroying of Twitter was actually done intentionally, which I more than once said he couldn't have done a worse job if he did it on purpose. So anyway, we'll find out. We'll, I'm sure we'll find out over time. 
how true that is. Anyway, I will send you this link though, and it is a speech that from uh, Modern Family, which I did not watch the entire series, although I loved everything I watched. And this was from later than I watched, but um, the 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 patriarch, uh, for those who haven't seen it, is is doing a toast essentially, or you know everybody's at dinner and he's talking, and he starts to talk about how you have a, you have your kids, and as they start to grow up, you lose that kid that kid but it's always okay because they're replaced by the next this next kid who's also great and all right and and then he goes through any and where he lands is and then eventually essentially they walk out the door i mean basically is the, the the point of the speech and uh did not do well watching that clip gonna go ahead and be honest about that and um I, I don't, there's no way, or maybe there is a way, but I don't know that I, if you had laid that out for me as a child, or even as an 18 year old when it was my turn to work, walk out the door, I, I don't think I could have wrapped my mind around how real that is. Like I see pictures of me with my son. There's a picture of us on the deck at one point, and he's like maybe a little past waist height. And and I'm I'm holding my hands up like we're boxing. He's holding his hands up. So I'm sure I was showing him, you know, like all right, hold your hands here, do this. And I I was like, I want that, but I can never have that. Like he is 18. Like whatever we're gonna have now or not have or whatever, like it'll never be that. And um, that's harder than I imagined. Like that, like that, that piece of missing or like, oh, that 13 year old version. I really enjoyed that moment or, ooh, 15 was rough, but you still like that person's now gone. And, um, I think probably Ted, whether he thought it consciously or not, was already experiencing some of that about his family life. Like somehow, like a sitcom, I imagined that we were going to have kids and at some point they were just going to kind of like freeze in time. Although I've never said that consciously. And I was kind of aghast that they turned 18. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's what is happening? That, this was not, not the no, plan. Not, yeah. That's not how it goes on the Huxtables. Or yeah. Right, exactly. What the yeah, fuck yeah, is right. this? Rudy still lives in that fucking house. Go check. And, but, <laughs> but you assholes, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is the enti- not the entire, but like all of this that you guys are talking about. Major reason I didn't have children. I am not emotionally capable or up for any of this. It is a fucking nightmare and a mindfuck and beautiful. And right, right. And kids it's are both. Yeah. Everything else. But like, Jesus fucking Christ, you guys. Yeah. No, I can't even have a cat. It's, Give me a fucking break. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's, it's a got lot. a lot when of thank you, fuck me, you to it. Coach sent me a picture of his son's leg. He just, mm. he just noticed... It was 18. He sent me a picture of his leg. It's all muscle. It was yeah. a man's leg. Yeah. It looked like yeah. it was just straight muscle. And I remember that little boy yeah. when he was two and three. Yep. And you go, wait, that's not possible. Every guy on the thread, because I thought they would, of course, know it was Alex. And and they were they were all like, is that you? Have you been lifting? I was like, no, it's not me. It's Alex's leg, man. 
Absolutely this not. This dude's been doing squats and everything else. And, it, and it's wild, too. And now this takes us a little away from we can come back to the scene for sure. But it's wild, too, to look at him because I, when I was his age, I used to lift. And when I was his age, my leg was all muscle. You know what I mean? And so I look at him. And also, in addition to all the other stuff we're describing, he walks upstairs with his shirt off. And I'm like, who gave this dude my chest? Like, that's my chest. Can I have my chest back? Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Where the fuck did you come from? Yeah. Like, what is this? Me? Yeah. I did yeah. this. Shit. You know? Fuck. So, yeah. It's a it's a lot of pieces. So when, when Ted breaks here, I feel like it's a lot. It's all the things. And it's him feeling like, I can't believe we got divorced. And it's, I didn't want to have to go so far away. And it's, you know, fuck, I can't stay at Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 it, it, yeah, go ahead, boss. Well, I was only going to say, I, I actually love everything that they are saying there. I, I do wish that they had spent more of the show working up to this. It, you know, sorry, I you. here I come in. No, 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 no. I think you no, bust no, up no, all no, of the no. good no, parenting. Would, but in terms yeah. of the show, yes. yeah, I, I wish topic. that they had, I, I wish that they had spent more time building up to this big moment rather than maybe doing some of the other things. I ain't. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not going to go back and bitch about anything else, but I could have done yeah. three episodes of this. Yeah. If they had daddy for, the back half of this, yeah, season, you know, that's a like, bit, right, yeah. let's get into. But it. Yeah. you did kind of need Jack. Um, don't yeah, obviously don't start yes. with me. Don't you start with me? <laughs> <You> need- <laughs> remember those? Remember the two Spaniards who worked at KJPR who didn't get a line? You you did <sighs> technically. Yeah. I don't know if How we could have gotten here. Have I ever mentioned what a powerful father? How is Keely gonna go, girl? <laughs> what do you um, say, Keely? What? How were how was Keely gonna go girl if we didn't have that Jane Austen novel? What were we gonna exactly. do? Yeah, you go girl. Um, all we can do is keep playing, which is exactly me saying you just gotta keep showing up. This is literally the same exact thing, uh, and and that's it. Whether you, because whether you win, lose, or tie, the key part is the key playing. That is that is the key element. Mm-hmm. You gotta stay with it. Um, Be a goldfish. He says thank you. She comes up. She gives him a hug, and you know, and makes him feel better, which is. Which is nice. He says thank you, and then she leans in, and what does she say, boss? Fuck you. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Yeah, that like, was nice. I no, no, that, that was, was good. That was gorgeous. really good. I just yeah. love that moment. Yeah. And then his reaction. He just goes, "Oh my goodness!" Like, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's what I mean, though. Like he had to go. Like he had to shed all of it. He had to shed the like. The polite guy and the I say fudge and I've always got a cute way to put it and have you ever heard of a duck going like he had to strip all that away and like say his shit man and I thought but but I like that now he's sheepish like he's he's never said I promise you he has never said the word fuck in the vicinity of his mother never yeah. mind at her oh yeah like oh, he is really at this moment like oh my god I just did that that just happened like kind of out of body. Yeah, it's like he woke up from a dream yeah, and yeah. realized, like, yeah, yeah, it, it, right, exactly, right. Yes, I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know what? Let me make it to you, up to you. Okay, why don't you take a seat and I'll uh, I'll serve you dinner for once. Okay, that's beautiful. Wait, uh, oh, okay. Uh, come come on now, pop a squat. 
was like, Papa Squad. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Woo. Ted's yeah, back. man. Go on. I, I like... I, so she... Yeah, yeah. I, I like that she said, because... Her her initial reaction was so um, upsetting to me. Like, it really bothered yes. me. I yes. love that she said, hey, you know, uh, this therapist must be doing you some good. Yes. Yes. That oh. was a, okay. Unlike many of the things that I find that are passive aggressive with her, I actually find this to be her, not her first, but I think this is a kind, yes. a genuinely kind thing to say. Yes. And I think also, that's right. That's what I was going to say. Also honest. Like, I don't think she was like trying, like trying to make him feel better. Like she was really saying like, whoo, that was some serious stuff. I just saw out of you. I've never, I've never seen this version of you, Teddy, you know? Um, And then he does, he does his defry. He goes, Oh boy, I'm going to leave her out of this. And then he, and then he almost to himself says, what boss? Oh, wait till she hears about this. <laughs> like, like, he's like, holy shit. Wait till I tell Dr. Sharon that I told my mom to fuck, fuck off. You. Right. Like, yeah. holy shit. Like, oh, it's just like too much. I watch it and I get emotional just watching Ted be this emotional. I'm like, dear God, like, this is just a lot. This is a lot. So I understand why you frame it like, hey, this is it. This is the, the, the this is the whole thing coach i get that because in some ways there is no ted lasso without this moment um right right you know it has to it has to be this in order for it to make sense in a way but um, this just hit me as you said that and and i love you know i love it, it you know let's start with the wine and i thought this was all great i <sighs> ted doesn't realize that the number one person in his life who needs a Ted Lasso way and needs Ted Lasso treatment is Ted Lasso. And he gets it here. He got yeah. it in Richmond and it allowed him, he got it in a number of ways from a number of sources, Dr. Sharon, from Rebecca, from the relationship with the guys, from dealing with Beard in this strange place where there are two strangers in a strange land. But he needed to go through some shit and we've watched him have the kind of journey he's provided for so many people for the Wichita state shockers and who, who knows who else. And probably for that, you know, AYSO type team he's about to coach next with all the passion he did in the premier league. So I, yeah. Like he yeah. needed. I actually had that thought before that I would have liked a scene between Ted and Dr. Sharon where Ted taught Sharon maybe suggested you not be as forgiving, you not be willing to always let people take the shirt off your back or whatever else. Uh, And Ted responding that, you know, that his problem is not that he's too caring to other people. His problem is that he's not caring enough to himself. Mm -hmm. He needs to work on his own problems, but Mm -hmm. yes, I would have liked to have seen something like that. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to point out that in this moment where we're recalibrating, I talked about uh, many times, we've all talked about uh, Sudeikis being a gifted physical performer. There's almost nothing I buy more than in this moment, him trying to recalibrate. Like he dabs his eyes. He's like grabbing plates. He kind of looks a little lost grabbing his pouch. Like c- because he's trying to get back to right. 
like his center in some way, but it is yeah. uh, he got he is so knocked off <laughs> off course. Yeah, yeah, by this moment, like it, it was a needed necessary thing, but just to get back to like, oh god, like you know, let's start with the wine. Let's do please. He's dabbing his eyes with the back of his hand. He's trying to look around to make sense of it all. I just I loved it. I loved the physicality in this moment. Now we cut to. Uh, we're inside and the doorbell rings and, uh, coach, can you walk us through what we're seeing here? So it's, uh, we're at Rebecca's. We've, we've come to this door before we've opened it, seen a, a handsome smiling Sam and all sorts of other things. But this time we've got Bex and Rebecca says hi. And, Oh, she says Bex, sorry. And then Bex says hi. And uh, sorry to just show up like this. Um, I need some advice. Okay. She asks, can we come in? Rebecca asks, we? And then opens the door some more. And there we have the latest of Rupert's uh, unsuspecting victims, let's put it. And so the two Bex and... uh, I'm reaching for her name and it's not coming. Cakes. Cakes. Uh, Bex and Ms. Cakes come in and we just get sort of a smile from Rebecca. Not a, but it's not a, uh, I think it's important that it's not like, ha 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 ha. It's more like, yep, I get it. I know. I know. Like, I could, she could tell them the story. It's like a practical inevitability. Yep. The look on her face is like, of course. Yeah. This is, is, of course, this was always going to be how it ended. And I do love, there's so much, and even there's a little bit of it with the, you know, old old Rebecca and all that kind of stuff. There's always that element that gets preyed upon. and, And in stories, it comes up of like the women in particular, then hating each other and that bitch he used to be married to and all this kind of stuff. And I like, I like that in this, we get that Bex is like, I could use the wisdom of a woman who's been through this. And I get, and I love that Rebecca's reaction is, yeah, I kind of had to figure this shit on my own in a way that you're not going to have to. Come on in. I I, I really appreciated this. It's a real Witches of Eastwick kind of moment. Go ahead, boss. Great call. Well, it just John Mulaney years ago had a bit about how they could never do Ocean's Eleven with women because there would always be one group of women that was off being catty about the other ones. It worked at the time. It was kind of funny. Right. Then they fucking made Ocean's Eight and were like, well, John, you've been wrong before and you will be wrong right. again. And this is a very clear instance because Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock could have stolen away everybody's wife. Every single woman in the country would have been into that relationship if we could have watched more of that. So seeing women in this way mm-hmm. is not new to me, but I always do still appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 yeah. Anyway, we get, yeah, well, it's, it's not like women don't have enough to worry about without like fighting the X too. So <laughs> it would be, it's nicer, Seriously. nicer when it goes this, this direction. Um, Usually, um, in those cases too, the man is totally innocent in whatever's going on. It's usually obviously you know, yeah. when we think about it, who's to blame? It really should be the women fighting. What that's... am I supposed to do? Shower by myself? <laughs> yes, honestly, let's get real. Uh, all right, so um, 
Okay. We get this moment. Door closes. Now we get an establishing shot of London Bridge. And we get a... uh, We push in on Ted. We come into focus as Ted wakes up. And he is in his flat. And there is... uh, What is there on the... Uh, on the table in front of him, boss. Freshly baked bread. Yep. And a note. And what does the note say? Uh, it says, I will read it. Enjoy your sunflower seed bread, your favorite. Thank you. And just uh, and just thank you with a big smiley face for a lovely time. Love, Mom. It says Teddy on the front of the note. Um, and I guess uh, this means that Mission accomplished, and Dottie has flown the coop. Um, I wanted to uh, toss in because we did have sunflowers, and I think there is a level of elegance to the writing of this. As much as you two sully it with your insults, no. Um, but uh, sunflower represents uh gratitude. And in Greece, you'll like this, loyalty and devotion. So I think when one of the best sermons I ever heard uh, was uh, by Marvin Winans, another story I sang in front of Marvin Winans. That was awesome. Uh, But gratitude, but he said, thank you for the pain. And I just remember like, and he talked about like the role of pain and how important pain is. Right. Like we all, oh, I want to avoid pain. It's like, you need pain, man. Like leprosy, people were getting fucked up with leprosy because they couldn't feel the pain. That That's the problem with leprosy. So anyway, it was a whole thing. But I, I, I liked that he had this quiet moment. She break, she actually baked the bread for him. They've already had the wine. Now they have the bread. There's like a really ceremonial piece to this. And then that it's gratitude, right? It's it, and it's a it's a dawn is literally the dawn of a new day. Like you see the, the 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 that sort of like warm glow of the of the dawn, you know, come through the window and over his face. So I thought that was I thought it was significant and not something they happened into, especially after he stood in front of that painting uh, for his moment where he had his big um, transformational moment. Yeah. And he's wearing his Joe Arthur barbecue shirt, mm-hmm. whatever. That's the Kansas City mm-hmm. barbecue sauce or whatever, like the yeah. series of restaurants. Or whatever that he's bringing it all together. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well said, Coach. Um, okay. So we push in on uh, Ted's face as he takes a bite of the bread. Um, it seems like, yes, a whole brand new day kind of vibe. Whenever they push in, it's supposed to be a moment with dramatic tension. You get an establishing shot of Nelson Road and then one of the Locker room with Will putting, uh, uh, you know, setting setting uh, the whole thing up for uh, for the players. Um, towels on the on the benches. Ted walks in, got his backpack on. He seems lost in thought a little bit. Uh, morning, Will. Morning, Ted. And when he gets into his office, you have. By the way, um, I mean, not that it it doesn't really matter, but like. It's just unfair how pretty Hannah Waddingham is. It's just it's like when she opened the door for the two other for Bex and whatever. She has her hair pulled back like really tight. Like you just almost like see just the top, like almost like a like a page boy kind of thing on top. And then because it's so pulled tight on the, whatever. It's not page boy. What is it on the top, boss? It's like a 
it's like a always regular. Oh, well, you yeah, know, but it's like whatever. It's pulled so. Uh, the, my point I'm trying to get at is in the first scene here with Bex and and Miss Cakes is door. She has her hair up one way and she's got like a high turtleneck. Then she, you cut to this uh, this scene and her hair is all down and and she's just a knockout in every way. And you're like, that's not fair. Like, can I have the rule book, please? Like, is this allowed? Like, are you allowed? To keep doing like whatever we see you, you're just a goddamn vision. Um, but anyway, she's a beaut, and uh, she is looking at John Wooden's pyramid uh, when when Ted walks in. And and what does Ted say here, Coach? Hey, boss. Oh, hello, Ted. Did you not owe this John Wooden? No, ma'am. Never had the chance to meet him. Pity. I like this. I mean, if you don't like that, you don't like ice cream. I just want to point out that it is my fervent belief that I will take to the grave <laughs> that this show is the Kinchugi of the pyramid. That they brought that pyramid in the beginning and they've shown us a new way for it to work and a specific way for it to work. And that's been the entire journey that we've been on is is the beautiful thing we're now putting together um from the pieces of this and i've okay. studied this pyramid because God that's the kind of guy i am that's this why i've never read big. any novels because there's something wrong with me <laughs> yeah i'm looking at a pyramid all damn day come on if you don't like that you don't like ice cream all right so keep going uh boss your boss do you know what time it is? Uh, 9.30 or half nine, as you folks say over here, for some goofy-ass reason. Mm, that's just to annoy Americans. Ah, yeah. No, it's that time of the year when I come down here and reveal something to you. Oh, snap. That's right. Okay. Well, here we go. And this is, I'll, I, will, I will say, we've been talking about the beauty and wonder and kindness and loveliness of the show and this is only here to fuck with ted last ted back yeah. at truth like i'm like what the hell like it's like mean-spirited but i'm like oh, <laughs> jesus christ you think for so? real that's yeah, funny like, what's, what's the point i used of, to like, think that might be the third season's truth but i i was so far from all that by here like but i you, you're probably right you're probably right they, they were the, waiting for. Do you know how many people were waiting for this? Good, moment? kind people, <laughs> the, like lovely Ted Lasso diehards, were like, "Oh my god, this is it! This is it! I've been waiting." And she says, "It's the time you're coming down to real say, Okay, great. Okay, Ted, this is where we give each other presents. Okay, here's the present. There is no present. Like, so she's yeah. all right. That's okay. Well, here we go. And. What what's the what is it? Go ahead, keep walking us through this. I, I just, uh, this is nuts. Uh, you know what? Maybe I should get. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, you know what? Maybe I should guess this year. No, no, no. That's silly. Yeah, no. You just go ahead and tell me. Go on, let her rip. I've got nothing. I I really tried as well. I mean, on the walk over here, I was thinking about something would pop in my head, but nope, absolutely nothing. Sorry, Ted. No truth bombs this year. Hmm. Well, that's okay. Hmm. I got one. Boom. Boom. And then credits. Okay. I, 
Yeah. Woof. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a brilliant choice. They could have gotten into this in a number of ways. I thought it was a brilliant choice to have her say, I've got nothing. Because the only way to have no truth bomb of any size or sort, like she couldn't, she racked her brain is to have been so open and honest in a relationship that what would I possibly tell you that you don't already fucking know? And so to me, it was like, they have apex. Like they, they this is like top of the mountain in terms of this friendship that it's like all my cards are on the table. You know who I am. You know how I am. Islands in the street. No, but seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I do think at least the drama of the first season hinged on the fact that Ted was going to find out Rebecca's secret and that was going to demolish everything. And so having it this way, she is expecting to be sharing something with him. The fact that she doesn't also, I think, indicates a resolution on this stage of the relationship. Mm. I know that there was a little bit of that that was like, this is where he's going to confess that he loves her. We're going to figure this out. I I think that this was more so like there are no truths left to be said. Mm -hmm. And so this part of the relationship is over. Not that they're not going to have a relationship in the future, but not in the same way. Yep. Well said. I got the desire for there to be, uh, you know, Ted Becker or whatever. I I got the the impulse. I've had friends who I thought, like, why don't you two just like like each other? Because that would really be great for me. Um, Coach, did you just see, did you just see Boss glare at you? Really? She just glared at you. (laughs) What happened? What I do? I think you. I think you love her so much that you don't understand when she's throwing shade at you. But she looked past like her. There's a pop filter in front of her microphone, and she peeked past it like, get fucked. She gave me the nastiest look. What did I do, boss? When you said, you know, I can see Ted back. I mean, you know, she's like, go. No, it's. You, really, you don't I, see I, like no. you love this person, you love that person. You're like, oh, put them together, like it'll be a fairy tale. But you know, I mean, I get the impulse. <sighs> it what wasn't my impulse. Was it something? Okay, right there. That's it. Oh, shit. I, I get Wait, the no. impulse. It wasn't my impulse. Right. That's yes, that. No, that's that makes it. sense. That that's how. And, yeah, that makes sense. And when we come back next week, I'm going to remember exactly when it was. But there is some hilarious TV show that said something about. Hot white people. I don't understand why you guys aren't dating. And I'm going to look that up, but that's basically the feeling that I got. I don't, such a waste. You're a hot white person. You're a hot yeah, white yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Why let's, are you not right, in love? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I wear vests. I'll find it, you wear vests. It. We wear vests. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I just feel, I, I think they, they did him dirty. Um, when he said, I got one, and I knew that I had one episode of Ted Lasso left, I was hit with a wave of, um, sadness uh thinking oh shit like really even though I, you know it's coming like god damn it like it just feels like when you have a sort of a beautiful time with something uh and i'm terrible with endings we talked about this just yep. god, and maybe that's an adhd thing coach maybe we can just maybe. always tie it back to that um I, I was i was i was reading about these two people dating and and the person was like i want to be um 
I want to date an ADHD, another person with ADHD. And I was like, wait a sec, what? And then I read and it was like, oh, and I was like, wait, is that the thing? Like, so sometimes, you know, you dated somebody when you're growing up and like you both were able to get to like a really hardcore, intense place real fast, mm-hmm. like real fast. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a lot of other and I was like, wait, is that the ADHD? Like, holy shit. Probably. Is that what that is? Like, yeah, yeah. is that hyper focus for a relationship? Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. It reframed everything. Anyway. That's how mm. I feel about the show. Obviously, we've done some focusing on uh, Ted Lasso over the years. You think? And so when they when he's like, I got one, and I'm like, oh. it's like, man, this is going to be hard. And then I thought, oh, thank God, because Boss is almost done, and <laughs> then we never have to, never have to do. And then this phase of our relationship will be over. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted and Rebecca, you and me, it's all working out. Yeah. Wait till side, I, wait, 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 wait till you really experience the fact that I'm going to walk back through and talk about colors and music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the boyfriend who won't stop coming back into your life. That's what I'm. That's just going to feel like. Like, oh my god! Every time I'm happy, thinking about some other series, this goddamn guy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, we're going to always refer to it. Um, it, it, it. This is. This was. So we have one episode left, which I'm sure will break into 43 parts, um, <laughs> just to torture boss. Uh, Coach, where do people find you if they want to find you? Podcast, Unstuck AF. Um, actually, it was interesting as we talked about the just unbelievable grief that goes along with losing a child. That is something that uh, was touched on uh, in the first season, but also in this latest, in this third season. Uh, and and people working through that and and uh, making their life work after that, so it can be pretty uh, it can be pretty intense, but some I, pretty beautiful stories too. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay. Whew. Thank you, Coach uh, Boss. What about you? Uh, still on Twitter, refusing to call it X, and also at Blue Sky. Same handle, dumbly underscore Chambers. Um, and hopefully, getting my shit together to write something this week. I've been mulling some ideas, but. All of them will theoretically be posted uh, at The Antagonist, which is antagonistblog.com. Thank you, boss. Um, okay, yeah, I'll never – boss, I'm with you. I don't – we could go 65 years from now. I will never call it X. Never, ever, ever. Mm-mm. Yeah. I thought you were following up on um, the end of this phase of our relationship, and you were saying we could go 65 years and still be friends. And I'm like, well, not me. I'm going to be dead. I'm going to be dead. No, because you have an expiration sure. date. One of those few people. I yeah, sure do. That's right. Um, Coming up on 38 years. Oof. Uh-huh. That's it. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for, for – I, I, it's amazing that we've made it. This, this is this is wonderful. It, this is a real – this is a moment. This is a moment, everyone. We made it to the, the final episode of Ted Lasso, and it is going to be joyous and bittersweet, and we will begin that next time. Um uh, and wow, this is, this is, this has been something I'm trying to just, just bask in, in the, uh, in the moment. Um, please support your local libraries and the written word and the actors from SAG and after who are still on strike. And, um, yes, continue to please be kind to each other and do all the wonderful things that our listening community does. We have such great people all around the world, all of whom have been, uh, looking for something with Ted Lasso being the conduit. And we hope that we're all sort of finding it together. Uh, thank you to our buttercups for all the support. We actually couldn't keep going without it. Um, 
and uh and we are going to be back with um wow season three episode 12 right that'll be it season three episode 12 yeah um okay exciting so until next time we are richmond richmond till till we we steal a loaf of mess (laughs) bust doesn't buy don't why would you crack that egg damn it coach that's fine by me all right (laughs) thanks everybody we'll see you next time The TedCast is a joint venture between Pajiba and the Antagonist. Visit us at pajiba.com and antagonistblog.com.